Peter or Bant over and over again. There's not a substitute back to an amusing conversation. I'm the Archbishop of Banterbury. You didn't bang up on the opera. Welcome to the Bantercast. Hello everybody and welcome to 2018 and episode 23 of the Bantercast. This is Ben Cohen and I'm here with Michael Parker. Michael, yo, yo. Yo, yo. And we are, it's an international episode. Uh, Michael. International bands. International bands, international bands. And Michael, the motherfucker, excuse my language, is in Cancun yes. while I'm in some... Oh, it's horrible here. It's like 75 degrees, beautiful, breezy. I'm on an Airbnb on the beach. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh, terrible. Yes, and I'm I'm in Washington DC in sub-zero temperatures uh, with a quite bad case oh. of fibromyalgia. Um, so yeah, um, Michael's not my favourite person. <laughs> Michael is not my favourite person right now because he keeps sending, he keeps showing me um, video footage of his uh, view of a swimming pool. Hideous. Hideous, horrible, Hideous mate. Oh, I, but I've water, just like turtles. I don't care. I do care. I do care. That's the thing. I do care. And I've basically told everybody next year, Florida, I'm going to go and hang out with my Jewish, old, oh, yeah. old Jewish brethren in um, in Florida. I don't care where it is, man. It'll be, yes. It could be a retirement village and I'd be happy. I actually love South Florida. I think it's amazing. I love Miami. So I've, never, I've never been. I've never been, but... Dude. I, I, oh, my God. Is it over people. 70 degrees? Is it, is it over... Yeah, Michael... Oh, by the way, Michael found out that he's... What percent Ashkenazi Jew? 0.06%. Yeah, he's 0.06% so Ashkenazi Jew. Jewish. I don't think it counts, mate. I don't think it counts. It, it counts. Yeah, you... Our people have been through too much. <laughs> most Chinese-looking Jew I've ever seen. Dude. It's, you know, the, amongst amongst our people, you know, we always criticize ourselves <laughs> more than we criticize the others. Uh, I don't, whatever, mate. Whatever. Fine. You're enough. It's enough. It's fine. Shalom. 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 <laughs> no, I, 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 again, I Jewish retirement village is where I'm headed next year. By the way, anybody in the on the east coast, um, big, uh, big love out to all, everyone suffering in this horrendous cold. This is not much fun. Uh, I feel so bad. For yeah, whatever. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> so, so listen. On this, on today's show, uh, we are going to be talking about obviously the big elephant in the room. Um, it's not really an elephant in the room. It's it's like it's an elephant that's taken a massive bump in front of everybody. Um, this is uh, Steve Bannon versus Donald Trump um, in probably one of the most amazing, spectacular fallouts I've I've ever seen. Amazing. What? What? Okay. What was your, What was your take when you when you saw the news that the what Bannon had said? Well, I mean, it's what we all kind of thought. It's very strange that he came out with it now. And the only reason I think he's coming out with it now is that everyone, all the rats, are leaving the same ship that is the, the, the Trump administration. I still believe what's going to happen is Trump won't run for re-election. He's going to declare victory and, like, say he's made America great again and uh, that he's passed the best tax cut ever and America's amazing and he's saved airplanes from falling out of the sky and he's like, why run again? I think he's going to basically not run for second term. But there's a really good, it was in New York Times or was it uh, with the New Yorker article that came out basically saying what this new book, Fury or whatever it's called, is coming out uh, with, like, you know, 30 or 40 White House insiders criticizing Trump in different ways. 
all things that everyone kind of already knew. Yeah. But I kind of, no one really expected Bannon to be this hard on paint, criticizing Trump and uh, the insiders of the White So clearly there's something going on. And uh, I think Trump now is trying to block the publication of the book by like suing the author or something like that, who had unbelievable access to the White House. And every single person I talked to seemed to be saying that this guy's a complete fucking idiot. And uh, I mean, they called the guy an idiot. You know, Bannon called the guy an idiot. I think there's some billionaire whose name I forget who was on Trump's like transition team who said that he was the Mercer. Is it the Mercer guy? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it, it's incredible. I mean, the the but the whole the idea, um, not the idea really, but the revelation that Bannon Bannon believes that Donald Trump Jr. committed treason. Yeah, is I mean this is insane. This is crazy. This is the head of Breitbart.com, like alt-right fantasy world where right. you know RussiaGate is a hoax. Um, you know the Trump, Trump is being persecuted by the deep state, uh, and right. then Steve Bannon, the guy who runs right. the publication, is now saying has now has now said that. Donald Trump Jr. is guilty of collusion and tre- treason against the United States. But this is clearly some kind of payback or some kind, something went wrong between the relationship. Because yeah. when they both left the White House, when he left the White House, Trump praised him and he praised Trump. Uh, so clearly something else it has has basically caused Bannon to come out this way. Unless um, book like out of turn to this author and he didn't mean to do it. Um, it sounds to me that like something else is going on, and I'm just wondering what that other thing that went on is. Well, I mean, my, my reading of it initially was that, and I could be wrong about this, but I wrote a piece about this. I basically said this is Steve Bannon telling Donald Trump. He's basically telling Donald Trump, "Listen, I made you, and I can destroy you if right. I want to, right? And you basically betrayed um, the alt right." Uh, by becoming part of the sort of Republican establishment and basically doing their bidding, um, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna back down on immigration. You're gonna back down on all the things that you said you were gonna do, uh, and all you were really doing is passing massive tax cuts for the wealthy. Um, and I think Bannon, that was Bannon's way of basically saying to him, "Look, don't, you can't mess with me because I am your base." And like right. without Breitbart, without the little kiddies at Breitbart, or the little outright racists at Breitbart, um, mm. then you're nothing. Um, that would make sense because that's why Trump has been aligning himself so strong with Fox News, trying to get another news outlet to be his kind of mouthpiece. Right. So he's like, he's basically saying, watch uh, John Hannity at this time. You know, he's trying to promote Fox and Friends. He's trying to figure out another outlet for his. For his way, his outreach, and I, I that could be that could be true because he hasn't kept his promise to the to the alt right at all. No, I mean he's 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 the alt right are basically kind of nationalist socialists almost. Um, they're not, right. uh, you know, they they they're for, you know, they're nativists. They're nationalist nativists. Right. Um, right. Beyond nationalists, you know, they're they're not for these trade agreement for free trade agreements. They're not for corporate tax cuts for billionaires. Um, right. You know, there, there are many things I actually agree with. Um, sadly, um, that I well at least the analysis of uh, the outright analysis of what's or part of it of what's gone wrong with um, the country, I kind of agree with. 
the, obviously the solution is completely insane they're completely batshit crazy um but yeah it is inter- like he's betrayed everything that they that they stand for and all he does is is um he's good at talking you know he's good at uh, insulting minorities which they love but he's not really done anything he's not going to build a wall either um no, he's not going to build it's a wall. It's too difficult. I think it's just too difficult to do. I think it's too complicated. Um, there are too many... Yeah, but I mean, that was what everyone has been saying about Trump, bar the alt-right forever. I mean, even conservative Republicans thought that he was making promises he couldn't keep. And uh, it's just strange to me that it took people this long to figure it out that he's a complete charlatan. They seemed pretty obvious to me from day one that he was a complete like charlatan and tending to manipulate and screw over the common man and right. he had a long history of doing that and what I love is what we've been talking about since day one is that again for every time Trump does anything Hillary done something worse so like you know it's always like breaking news Hillary Clinton you know is doing you know it did something way worse than whatever Trump is doing it's and eventually though that doesn't work anymore Eventually, though, I feel like even the Fox News, like, true-blooded, red-blooded American Fox News people are going to say, like, yeah, but she's not the president. And it's, like, you know, like, it, it, at some point, you got to start watching what this guy's actually saying and doing. And I hope that's going to happen soon. Uh, but, hey, who fucking knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredibly interesting. I find the split to be the most fascinating part of all of this stuff because I think that the alt-right community, they are, as even though they're crazy, they do... Um, it's kind of like the, they're like the intellectual elites in the Trump movement, right? They're kind of... They're the ones, you know, manipulating the media system um, and manipulating the discussion to serve their own ends. You know, people like Milo Yiannopoulos and um, right. they're, they're, what they're doing, what they specialise in doing is riling up racist resentment amongst idiots, right? Right. So that's what, they, that's what they, they're there for. Um, they're there to intellectualise. Uh, that, that's what Breitbart does. Breitbart exists to stoke, um, stoke the flames, right, in a very smart way. So it, it can appeal to more, you know, the people who run Breitbart are not stupid. They're not stupid at all. They know what they, right, they know. Ex- they know exactly what they're doing. They're kind of, it's like evil. It's, it's pretty evil what they're doing. Um, let's say, let's say that, that Mueller indicts Trump. Yeah. Uh, then what happens, what does Breitbart do? What does Breitbart do? I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. I was reading through the Breitbart comments. It's like hilarious. Like I went there for there was a hilarious comment in one of the articles where it's just like some guy just left the. Co- it was like the top rated comment. He's like, yeah, I'm just here for. I'm here. I'm here for the popcorn. Like I'm here. I'm, I'm here to just to watch the fireworks. This is going to be hilarious. Um, yeah. So I mean, they were completely freaking out. You know, Bannon versus Trump, and they didn't know what to make of it. It was first of all, it was a, it was fake news, a left wing conspiracy theory. Then some of it was right. like against Trump. Trump sold them out, and some of it was like fuck Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon has has like betrayed our cause, and like I, you know, some of it was trying to be conciliatory. It was just bizarre to watch um, the kind of this the sort of I hate to call them, but you know, basically the rats that read uh, Breitbart. Um, watching their movement falling apart. 
Yeah, I mean, I still know. I don't. I still don't know what side of the coin they would fall on because obviously Mike Pence is not one of their guys, and neither is Paul Ryan, and neither is, you know, neither are any like any of the leadership of the Republican Party. They don't have a guy, other than Trump. Um, so I just wonder what happens if, okay, let's say Trump gets indicted, Trump leaves, or Trump gets, you know, torn out of office, whatever. What do they do if they don't have a voice in politics? I mean, I think that part of me thinks that Bannon might want to run at some point. Bannon might say, like, uh, hey, I'm going to throw... Or something. No, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what Bannon could do? I mean, if you, the guy's got some balls, you know, to attack Trump like this. He did it in a kind of, uh, like, not a direct way, though. He did it through an author who's, like, writing a book. He didn't come out and, like, give a speech somewhere. Right, but like, he, he, he knew, I think he must have known what the effect of him saying all this stuff would have been, though. Like, it's a, it's a pre... It, sure. It's, you know, he, he knew that that was going to come out. But it wasn't, like, like, big balls Billy. It was kind of like he talked to an author in probably, like, a cafe or something. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm just wondering, like, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would be able to sort of give charismatic speeches. Maybe he is. I, I don't know. I listened to a couple of his speeches. He seemed like a a very smart and very twisted dude, but he didn't seem charismatic to me. Right. So, I mean, and, and this is where I think his weakness lies, right? That, that maybe right. You know, it, it appears that he's backtracking now from his statements. Like, he's he's sorry that what, what he said, he didn't mean what he said, and he's trying to make nice with Trump. Whether this is part of some grand strategy or whether he's just, you know, he, he's overplayed his hand and now realizes it. Because Trump came very directly, like, this guy is, you know, is basically is, is a weak, powerless guy who's self-serving, who doesn't represent my base. He came out very directly against Bannon. Yeah, and I, I don't know whether whether Bannon expected that, and that might have thrown him off. I think he, he, he I, I think that Bannon operates in reality, right? Where where Bannon kind of understands how power works, but Trump just doesn't really seem to give a shit. He doesn't really like. The fact that he has such a low approval rating, the fact that you know nobody supports him, any of his policies or what he's doing, uh, doesn't seem to. He doesn't seem to compute this kind of stuff. He just he lives in this weird bubble. I think Trump understands power better than anyone. I don't know. He, he understands exactly how. I think his response to Ben was exactly the way to maintain control of the conversation. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Maybe you're right. I. I don't know. I. Th I think that he, he. He basically said he basically took control of the conversation. Yeah. And cool. 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 Exactly. He's very good at like at taking control of the conversation. Like basically, that this guy is self-serving. This guy was here for a few months. You know, this guy isn't my. And if he really cared, he would still be in government. Like I am here fighting you every day. He did a really good job of that. Like that's exactly how you. When someone says that, you know, you're criticizing the way Bannon does, he did a perfect, perfect job, like, very well-crafted. Like, the message is so different from his other tweets. It's so well-crafted. Well, he's probably wasn't like, him. Uh, who knows? I mean, he's really good at that game of was it him or was it him. I think Trump is completely self-aware, personally, and I think Trump knows exactly what he's doing, and it's very calculating. And he's very calculating. He's very smart at testing ideas and seeing what people think and find a way to dismiss them if they don't work. 
uh, by like kind of ranting and raving, but he also knows how to like thread the needle in a precise way. Hmm. He's very, he, he plays the, the foolish, loud, brash guy, but I think he's extremely calculating and uh, knows exactly how to maintain control of every conversation and to make sure he's a modern day kind of, uh, you know, like, like Mussolini, basically. He knows exactly how to, how to ensure that he's in control of everything. Maybe, I don't know. I think you might overestimate his, I, 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 don't, I, I don't doubt that he's cunning. Extremely cunning. But I doubt his, I do doubt his intelligence. I doubt his... I, here's the thing, he systematically dismantled every opponent he's ever faced. Extremely, extremely well. Like, very systematic, very intelligent. He, he used the media perfectly, like a fiddle. Like, he knew exactly how to do the media in a way I've never seen. Um, I'm not of the mind that he's a fool. I'm of the mind that he's extremely dangerous and very self-aware. Yeah, I think he's certainly... And he knows that he's getting into a corner, and he knows that the only way out is to attack. And uh, as he slips further and further in the polls, yeah. you see more and more brash shaver. Like, the, the whole North Korea thing is exactly intended to distract from everything yeah. happening domestically. And he knows exactly... He's like, he did it the right amount. He knows um, the amount of crazy that he needs to get control of the airwaves again. And the, the amount he needed was, I've got a bigger button. He knew that big would work. And uh, the, the guy, it, and he, he does it at the right time of the day too. He always does it really early, so it controls the news cycle. He never does it at the end of the day. And uh, anyway, this, yeah, you're right. The Steve Bannon stuff is aging. Um, but it's also a sign that everything is crumbling. So yeah, and and, and that, that again goes to his Trump's. You know, I think the ability to think short term. Yes, I think he can survive on a minute to minute basis. Like he's very very Which good. Is what he wants to do. Yeah, he's trying to get to a point where he can declare victory and leave. Uh, maybe I don't know. I I really don't sure. know. It's his hard. only way out is he knows he can't run for re-election. He knows that's not going to work. Uh, Knows he, he can get primaried by another Republican, which is going to happen when he runs again. Somebody like Jeff Flake or someone's going to primary him, and it's going to make him look because get primaried by your own party is is terrible. Uh, and uh, so he's going to, I think, you know, basically say, "You guys don't deserve me. I made America great again. It's your fault." You, you know, as soon as the uh, the overinflated economy starts collapsing just blame the democrats and blame the haters and the losers and the republicans who didn't believe in him who like didn't pass what he wanted to pass and he's going to declare victory and say my job not america great and then he's going to quit that's I, yeah you could be right man the interesting bit in the michael wolf book uh, as well some of the excerpts that i've read is about that the original plan i actually reported on this at the time the original his original plan was to start a tv network that was his that exactly. was, he never wanted to be president he didn't, he didn't want to win he was just like right this is a great pr gig yeah, promotion yeah exactly. you know and i'm gonna i'm gonna um use it to launch a whole media company and maybe that's what he does i mean and he he probably could still do that you know i'd be you know obviously it would be horrible it'd be another thing that you'd have to it would it would be like bright bar on steroids um it would be even the worst possible media company imaginable um but uh you know i'd rather that than him being in power and doing because look he's politically dumb like his policies are dumb 
right? His right. his statesmanship is dumb. Like he's hurting America badly, like yeah. really, really badly. Um, and I think you know that he doesn't seem to understand this. He doesn't seem to understand what he's doing to America's image around the world. How he's tr- he seems to think that. Uh, his behavior is benefiting in America, but it's not. It's it's like no, he cares about himself. Yeah, he cares about right. He cares about his own day to day survival, and himself right. and his own bottom line. You know, um, so yeah. I mean, look, it, 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 it's an interesting one. It's a very very interesting revelation. I don't know really what to make of it thus far and what's going to happen. But the, the, for me, the bottom line is that it's going to be hilarious to watch. Yes absolutely fucking hilarious i can't wait to watch the fallout and i think that we should do everything we can to stoke the flames and keep these guys attacking each other you know (laughs) Absolutely. Um, absolutely so also okay so as part of moving on from the trump debacle i think we were going to talk about the blockchain, but perhaps we could leave that for, we'll save it for another, day, an- yeah. another day because I think there's a huge lot to get into. There's crypto mania going on out there. Um, yeah. Um, and I've actually been studying it for quite some time. So view and I think maybe we should get somebody in who knows more than us because yeah, that's good. I always keep people in mind. We can bring in here or quite who are developing on the blockchain, not I'm talking about currencies, but smart assets, which I think is the, the biggest and most exciting part of the blockchain. So we'll bring in somebody. So that will be hopefully next week we can do that. Um, yeah. Stress, 2018, right? It's a new year. Um, yes. I had quite a stressful Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. Probably it was like the end of the year and like all the work and stuff has like, plus I've got a pregnant wife and that is yeah. quite stressful to, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not quite as easy as I had imagined it might be, um, mm. but on top of like the year that was, which was Trump, two basically Trump was two thousand seventeen. Right, he was. Right, Do you know what I'm saying. I've just I feel like two thousand seventeen was the year of just where everything kind of fell apart and it was shit and a lot of people, right. you know, I wrote about this on the banter that you know we my I lost one of my right. I believe that my writer Ches Pazienza. I believe one of the reasons why he was, you know, smoking heroin was because he was so depressed by what was happening. Um, And that is not a good place to be. Mm. It's not a good place to be. It's not a good place to be to be stressed out about any of this stuff um, going forward into 2018. And it's a new year. And I don't know, what are people, what should people be doing? Like, what should... Here is the advice I give to every person who listens to you. a company or, or listens to me, which is not that many people, but anyone <laughs> starting a company, anybody who's doing anything that's very, very stressful, it's a very simple advice. And I write it down and I have them put it on their desk and it is eat, sleep, drink water. Sounds very easy. Sounds very basic and very simple. It doesn't sound like great advice, but I promise you that it's the foundation of all mental health. And when we don't sleep and we don't eat properly, we don't drink water, your body will eventually tell you somehow in its own way that things aren't going right. And that happens with panic attacks and that happens with stress and mental health issues. And it's no joke. It, sound, it sounds so simple, uh, but it's no joke. It's your life, it's your health. 
And when you, I, I find personally when I have like panics or any of that kind of stuff or very stressed, if I look back, I find that I'm not, I haven't been sleeping and I haven't been eating and I haven't been drinking water. So the number one thing I ask everyone to do is please take care of yourself and you deserve to be taken care of and, and make sure you're sleeping as much as possible. I went through a period where I was like, man, how do I sleep less? How do I be more, how do I be more efficient? You know, what can I, what, what, what techniques can I have so I can sleep four hours a night so I can maximize my productivity? Now I'm the exact opposite. It's like, how can I sleep longer? How can I sleep more? How can I sleep more, more? And the impact on my life is huge. Um, and you don't even notice what, what your body is being put through most of the days. And you probably think that you're doing a pretty good job of it, because that's what I did, but I started journaling and writing down what I would eat and what I, when I, how much water I would drink and how much I would sleep. And it turns out that no, I was actually shit at Like I was eating garbage during the day because I was so stressed and I would just like stress eat bullshit and I wouldn't have time. So I'd skip breakfast or eat unhealthy food. And all that fucked my body up. And it catches up with you. Time. It catches up with you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh you know? my God, yeah, it totally does. Uh, so for sure, like make that, make that a number one priority. Number one priority. And also I think like perspective, right, is also another big one is to try to get a sense of perspective um, because because things are you know it appears to be really shit right now like it appears to be yeah. really if things appear to be really really bad um, in terms of the political situation and I think a lot of that is exacerbated by the 24-7 media system by like Facebook and, and Twitter and right. just constantly knowing what's going on all the time and that yeah. like you're kind of powerless to stop it and it moves without reason and like Trump is insane and the world is fucked up and I mean, you know, yes and no. I think that, you know, there's definitely stuff to be concerned about. But also, you also have to remember, like, I was thinking about this over Christmas, that, in fact, we are living throughout one of the most the most peaceful time probably in human history, right? Yeah. In terms of we yeah. don't have, like, rampaging tribes. Well, at least in much most of the world, you don't have, like, you're not in danger of being invaded by, like, the tribe next right. door. You're not in danger of being invaded by the, you know, Canadians are not coming over the border <clears throat> and looking to loot, you know, pillage and rape and, you, you know what I mean? Um, right. We live in a in, in a time, it's unprecedented peace, really. It's right. unprecedented, uh, you know, violent violent crime has is, is, is consistently been, is, is re been reducing year after year after year overall as a global trend. And you read anything about Steve Pinker and he'll, he has a lot of interesting uh, stuff about this but things are getting better it just appears like they're getting worse because I think that we are as a sort of a human species so we're so interconnected that we're seeing all of the shit we're just seeing all of it you know, and it seems horrible, and it is, it, it is, but this is stuff that, like, you know, like the women's stuff, like, you know, it's been shocking to hear all about all the, the you know, what's happened to women, and, you know, and it can, yeah, and it can, it's like, you know, you might think, oh, the world is fucked up, and this is horrible, this is like, what kind of a species, but yeah, but we, this is what, we need to hear this, we need to, we need to go through this, like, to get to the other side, to get to the other side. You know, and I think 2018 is is hopefully going to be a year of like, all right, look, we've we this is what we're up against now. Like, the patriarchy is is on the back foot now. You know what I mean? The old system, the old order, is uh, that was I think 2017 was like the sort of 
this is this is the huge surge of the of like the nasty side of humanity and we've got to see a lot of it and i think that you know going for we have to go through all this stuff maybe there's probably more stuff we need to go through but it's worth like keeping that in mind going forward and like having trying to build a positive outlook for you know for for everything and just realize that your own feelings about stuff is not necessarily reflective of the way the world is Mm. you you know what i mean i agree and getting some space from that that's great let's say that's a great great place to uh, to end it Think. Yeah, so look, anyway, that's the message from the banter crew, the banter cast, the international banter. International banter. International banter with me in DC freezing and Michael enjoying himself in the sun. Chalk and cheese, mate, chalk and cheese. Listen, whatever, whatever, whatever. Next year, Florida. 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 Again, the Jews. Again with, always with the Jews. They always with the Jews. Oh, the Jews. <laughs> oh, people can do too much. But look, anyway, so if uh, any of you guys have comments, leave comments in the section, in the comment section below, either on Facebook or on the Daily Banter. We'd love to hear what you think of the podcast, uh, what you want to hear from us going forward. We've got some plans for the future um, that we shall be dripping. We will drop, 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 drip, drip, drip over the coming weeks. Uh, what the plan are um, but Definitely. 2018 is going to be a good one for sure all right much love to Peace. all the banter people banter listeners and we will check you later see you in episode Peace. 24